I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence. For moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hi, moms. It's great to be with you today. Today, we're discussing principle nine on momfidence, which is I know family life is our most important activity. Do we? A lot of us have lost sight of that. There's so much to do, and we are so pressured by the world to sign our kids up for every activity from the time that they can blink. And for us to be involved in so many outside things that a lot of us lose sight of the fact that our family life really is our most important activity and we need to prioritize it. You know, when we were first parenting young children, my husband had an office that actually backed up against a very peaceful and serene cemetery. We only had one car at the time, so I would drop him off at the office in the morning and I'd use the car for errands and appointments during the day and then pick him up at the end of the day. Sometimes if I arrived a bit early, the children and I would stroll around the cemetery pathways to get some fresh air and to keep them from losing it by being cooped up in the car. As I walked through these quiet, peaceful grounds after a very busy day chasing after my little ones, my eyes would just scan over the headstones. I became aware of the theme that summarized the most important fact in these lives that were now at rest. Almost all read beloved husband or wife, father or mother, daughter or son, sister or brother. These people were not defined by their jobs or the committees they served. Sometimes the exception would be if they had served in the armed forces or as first responders. But almost always some part of it was who they were in their family life. Letting the world know that this person was important because a family member loved them and they were a cherished part of that family. This fascinated me. You know, so many people strive to leave a lasting legacy of some kind, usually in their work life, sometimes in their church life. But here were the facts for all to read. The people we genuinely matter to and who will remember us are those we are called to love and serve and work on relationship with. Our family. The world lies to us all the time. They tell us that everything we do outside our family life is essential and will give us fulfillment. 
But those things can never fill us to the depths of our hearts and souls, if marriage and family life are our vocation. There's no other place where we will have more importance and lasting impact. In any situation, no matter how important we are, once we're gone from it, something or someone will replace us and fill the gap we leave. Think any of us who have ever moved to another job or been let go from a job that we've worked at, that we've been proud of, that we've carved out a space in, we do get that sense of shock when mere days later somebody steps in and takes that job. We can be replaced anywhere but in our family life. No one and nothing can ever close the gap that we leave when we pass from the lives of our spouse and children. I can speak personally, having lost both my parents, and professionally, because I talk with people every day on our show, More to Life, who deal with the pain and consequences of losing a family member, either to death or some kind of breakup in the family. Even many decades later, they're still in pain from the relationship that isn't as close as they long for it to be. Truly grasping the truth of our importance in our family can lift us out of our false perception that the ordinary moments of family life are mundane or insignificant. We can instead acknowledge that each moment of presence to our family matters to them profoundly. Instead, we can choose to embrace each moment and create more good, positive, and upbuilding ones with our family. Principle 9 encourages us to stop thinking of family as just something we have, or as something we will hopefully get around to if we have enough time at the end of the day, or the week, or the year. And instead, Think of our family as our primary place in the world, the place where we grow closer to God's love and each other, while we help each other to become everything God created us to be. We can give ourselves permission to prioritize creating time to be a family and build our relationships. Once we prioritize family time, we must figure out how to make it happen. As with any goal, we need a plan to make it happen. First, we need to, as a family, schedule times to focus on family time. We need to get out our calendar and find times, big or small, to spend together. Now, this can be difficult at first if you're each involved in a lot of activities already. As time goes by and schedules change, you can be more intentional about 
what to take on or not as you begin to make family time a top priority. But as you begin, just start small. Can you fit 15 minutes in at the end of the night before bed to share a warm drink and catch up on everyone's day? Or read a chapter of a good family read-aloud? Could you get up earlier on a Saturday morning to have a big breakfast together before heading out to all the activities of the day? Could you all go to brunch at a family restaurant after Mass on Sunday? Could you do a five-minute family prayer and blessing before everyone leaves for school and work? Look for any minutes you can turn into family time and write them in red on your calendars so they're no longer just mere wishes. They are prioritized plans. For bigger chunks of time, we need to generate ideas for what each family member would enjoy. We can choose different ideas for different times so that everyone's needs get met over time. Now, it's okay if not everyone likes the same things. We can grow in love by stretching ourselves to do something someone else likes. You know, teens won't die from playing Candyland once or twice in a while, and little ones can roll dice and move pieces around a game board as part of mom's team for those harder games. Just be creative about how to incorporate everyone into somebody's idea. Of course, you can't do anything dangerous. You don't want to take an infant whitewater rafting, but be reasonable, be open, and be creative. Once we've got a list of ideas, we need, again, to schedule them on our calendars. Some families may choose to set aside the same evening or day of the week for time together so that they always know that Sunday or Thursday night or whatever it is, is always for family and no one will schedule anything in its place. Well, that's fair. You know, you know what nights of the week you have church choir. You know what nights of the week your children have play practice or practice for their sport. It's scheduled out so that those things can succeed. Well, if we want our families to succeed, we have to prioritize it, just like any other team or committee would do. But in our busy lives, it can be hard to find that one constant night or that one day of the week. So sometimes it helps to look ahead at schedules before the beginning of each new month and schedule at least one family connection time for each week that month so that you have it there and everyone knows, even if it's not the same exact day every week. Next, fit in times to work, talk, pray, and play together into the flow of your day. Families need something in each one of those categories to make sure that you're really building a life that's close and connected and loving. For example, you could clean up the kitchen together after a meal, 
That would be your work ritual. While doing the dishes, you, you could turn on fun, upbeat music and dance and sing together to add some joy to your day. That's your play ritual. Turn off the radio and screens on the way to school or appointments and talk and catch up. That's your talk ritual. If everyone's in the car driving home at the end of a long day of school and extracurriculars, pray on the way home, your family prayer ritual. Share your gratitude and concerns with God and each other. Intercede for one another and friends who need prayer. This can be a great alternative for nights when you know everyone's going to be too tired and too grumpy to pray once you get home. These are just simple suggestions to get you thinking about ways to connect during those crazy, busy seasons of life. Remember, the goal is to create loving, positive connection. Don't use these times to discipline your children or complain. The goal is to be building a warm, loving, connected family, one intentional step at a time. Because family really is our most important activity. And when we prioritize it, we're all lifted up. We all have joy in our hearts. And we all grow in love of each other and gratitude to God. If you're looking for ways to do this, if you wish you had a community to support you in doing this because you feel all alone in it, if you need more ideas, we are here for you. You can go to catholichom.com if you're not there already, or download the Catholic HOM, that stands for Households on Mission, the Catholic HOM app. We're also there for you every day on More to Life. And if you need a little extra help, we're there at catholiccounselors.com. In other words, all these resources are here for you to build you up, to help you be the mom you really want to be, that God's called you to be, and to help you over all those bumps in the road that inevitably come with family life. I hope you start today to enjoy your family more and make family your most important activity. God bless. Thanks for joining me today for this Monfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to Monfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.